welcome to the First Church Orlando podcast. Here you will find recordings of weekly sermons, devotions, interviews, and seminar recordings from the First United Methodist Church of Orlando. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now, enjoy the podcast. Welcome to today's podcast. Our theme for this year's Lent is My Story, helping us all to become more aware of the ways our personal faith stories intersect with God's story in Scripture. Throughout the season, we are introducing you to members of our church family and asking them to tell us a little about their stories. My name is Gail Lippincott, and I serve on the Communications and Media Committee at First Church. I'm pleased to introduce you to my friend, Lynn Derrick, and I'm looking forward to this conversation and hearing your story. Lynn, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Gail. Tell us a little bit about yourself and ways that you're connected to or involved at First Church. Well, um, I'm a 30-year resident or more now of Orlando. Um, I joined First Church probably in 2000. 2008, um, I was looking for a new church home because I had been on board ships for five years. And when it was time to find a church again, um, I was looking for something even closer to home. I had gone to um, the Winter Park Methodist Church and was a member there before my time on board ships. And uh, I gave First Church a try, actually, because I knew Mary Atwood. I had grown up going to the same church that she and her husband went to in New Jersey. And when they moved back to Florida and she came to her home church, my mom had suggested that I check out First Church. And you were all very welcoming and made it my church home as well. That just shows the importance of personal connection. It's amazing. There's little serendipity stories that go out throughout life. God's hand. Well, you and I met at Identity, and I joined First Church because I wanted to join a church with a good choir and one that did social outreach. And uh, I found the social outreach through Identity. And we were working in the out-of-state birth certificate section for several years, I think. And then you stopped because of family obligations. Yeah, I um, had retired early from working at Walt Disney World um, because my parents moved into town and moved in with my husband and I, and my mom had Alzheimer's and dad needed some help. So um, we thought, oh, we can make this work, but it was a little bit more to take on. So God led me to the decision of staying home and being the major caregivers for both of them and keeping the ship running. And it was um, something that my parents taught me by example, because they had also taken care of my grandparents and had my grandfather live with them for quite some time. So it, it ended up being quite an honor to have them um, with us and then great to have them join church um, with me. So, yeah. 
So for those of you listening, if you went to the 11 o'clock service, you'll remember Lynn's mom. She was in the wheelchair and she had a, always had a hat on, like a, a, a knitted a beret. hat. Yeah. A beret. <laughs> yes, looks so elegant. And um, her mom is Joanne Stiefbold. And she just passed yeah. a month ago in December, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, um, we had to put her in a nursing home um, for the final, she was in and out, but for the final time in September and uh, she just kind of declined from there. And I think um, God had a hand in helping us do the right thing for all of us. Um, it was a hard road, but we let her go with dignity. And um, I'm glad that she had the quality of life she had up until near the end. And it was something that I was praying about. It was like, you know, she had a great life. She and my dad were married for 66 years. They traveled the world. They uh, had a business together, raised three children. Um, but she was not my mom anymore. And she was starting to lose interest in anything, reading, watching television, interacting with us. So I had just prayed for God to do his will and let her go peacefully and with dignity and not long suffering and pain. So, yeah. How, well, I know how. Um, and when did your spiritual journey begin? I, it, clearly it began in your upbringing with your family. Absolutely. Yeah. I was, um, oh my gosh, I was in the church all my life. Um, and even before my parents grew up, I grew up in Pennsylvania for like three or four years, my first four years. But my home church in New Jersey, where we moved when I was four, was my grandparents' home church for years before that, too. So my parents were married in that church. Um, some of the sweetest women and men I know are like aunts and uncles and family because of church. So church was a family meeting place. It's, it's where you knew people. And what was going on, my first friends, my lifelong friends have been from my Sunday school classes, even if we lived in different towns and um, were different ages, they were my buddies, they were my people. So yeah, um, spiritually, you know, going to Sunday school, going to Bible school, um, being allowed to go into the church and actually be there on like Easter's or Children's Sunday, um, being able to read Bible verses because it was Girl Scout Sunday and I was a proud Girl Scout as well. Um, I sang in our youth choir and we toured around the state of New Jersey and did witness and singing when the contemporary phase was just starting in the, in the 70s. So, yeah. Um, but having thought about it, when did I really know that God and Jesus were there for me it was probably in a Sunday school class when I was about 12 all of a sudden, for the first time that I can register and remember, 
we started talking about the second coming. And I was like, he's coming back. Oh my gosh, she's coming back. I can't believe it. I remember telling my parents, did you know that he's going to come back? That he's, you know, I understood Easter. I understood that he rose again, that he went and saw the disciples, that they had to see the nails in his hand to believe him. But I never read the book of Revelation. I had no idea that there was a second coming. Um, And that just lit a fire in me. And I knew oh my gosh, that's what I knew. I was really a Christian and I was so excited about that. <laughs> At age 12. Yeah. <laughs> well then, so has God ever felt distant? It, it, another question, good question. Um, I think I felt distant from God. I never think of him as being distant. I think we as people put up the walls or the barriers and say, okay, I don't need you right now, or I don't feel you around me. And it's only because I wasn't looking for him or wasn't seeking him out. Um, I went through a divorce many years ago and I just kept saying, why, 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 why are you keeping your distance? Why are you making this happen to me? You know, it was all about how blame to God. And then I just remember this one day, I said, I can't handle it anymore. It's too much. Lord, just take it away. You know, your will be done. I'll be okay. And my spirit got lifted and the distance went away. And as I look back, I started realizing that was my distance. That was never God's distance. He's always there. He's always looking after you. He has a plan. I'm a huge optimist. If um, a cup's half full, it's always half full. It's not half empty. And doors open, you know, doors close, but windows open sometimes. And you just have to look for the good and eventually you find it. it doesn't always happen in our time, but it always happens in God's time. That's amazing. Or it happens in a way we didn't expect. That and too. I and I think in retrospect, you look at things and say, Oh, <laughs> I think oh, that was the opportunity. I only knew. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Um, what do you pray for? Um Prayer for me is kind of a daily conversation. A lot of people say they talk to themselves. I think I talk to God and Jesus and just go about my business and say, okay, I need to get this done. And how are you going to help me make that happen? Um, But of course, I prayed when my mom was ill. I I prayed when my brother passed. I had a look. He died at 47 of heart heart failure. And um, it was a shock and it rocked me a little bit, but I just kept going. Nope. I know you're there, Lord. It's okay. And really again, had um, the comfort of knowing that God had a plan. And my brother's fiance at the time is now like a sister to me. So part of the plan was being able to adopt her as a sister-in-law without unfortunately having them ever been married so it 
ends up being weird blessings. And and it's how you look at it too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, daily conversation, sometimes get down on your knees and pray. Other times just feel his presence and thank him for being there. Um, what's your favorite thing about God? That he is there. You know, we're going through ridiculously crazy times and I still can keep the optimism of saying this too shall pass. And history teaches us, you know, you think of Job and all the suffering that he went through. You think of how forsaken he felt, even Jesus, you know, why have you forsaken me right before he gets on the cross? Um, the doubting Thomases, the people that hid and turned away, but God was still there and God still acted in their lives and took care of them and didn't forsake them. So how can we believe that he's gonna forsake us in this time too? The world might not be the same afterwards. Hopefully, we'll all learn to be kinder and more patient. It's kind of a crazy September 11th in a whole worldwide way. Um, hopefully, we'll reappreciate the connections that we have with people when we can see them and be there together again. I think church will have a different um meaning for a while when we get to have that interconnection with the people because that's what the church is the people it's not the building it's not the services it's that time to commune together and be together and make those personal interactions with others have you um availed yourself of some of the services that first church has we talked a little before the interview about doing the church, you know, seeing the services on Zoom. Yeah, I, I do. At the beginning, we were going faithfully <laughs> onto Facebook and doing it live. There's a lot of times now that I'll go back and see the Sunday services. I'll um, pop into some of the daily devotions that Emily and, and Vance have throughout the week that they're nice little um, starting points. I think in the beginning, it was such a crazy world that you needed that a lot. And now that I don't want to say life is normal, but has normalized to a new standard, um, life gets busy. But I've appreciated the technology, happen. and I particularly like how. Emily just seems to look right, right at, at you. At me. Yeah. She's, she's yeah. got that phone part out <laughs> really well. <laughs> and then I catch them later. I did have a, an alarm set about, you know, for the daily meditation. I just always seem to be busy then, but I can go back and see them later or maybe binge watch a few of them. And yeah, I love when it pops up on the phone and it's yes. like, okay, are they going to be outside today? Are they going to yes. be in the back garden? Are they going to be inside? Are they going to be And what necklace does Emily have on today? <laughs> or scarf? <laughs> and Vance. Vance always, and I want to see his plants too. Uh-huh. Yeah, the backyard's just full of them. It's gorgeous. 
But also, I have been enjoying Zoom because we're doing the new class on Zoom. Oh, nice. And it has been, I'm the technology person, which is kind of scary for the class. <laughs> but we're able to have people who have moved away join our class again or people oh, nice. who haven't been able to you know, leave their homes and be, even before the pandemic started. So I really appreciate the, how the technology has brought us together. And it's cute as the Zoom screen comes on, everybody comes on and you can see how excited everybody is. So I feel as though I see people mm-hmm. um, at least once a week, I'm seeing them on Zoom and then we talk in between. I probably see church people more than I see my grandchildren <laughs> because they're doing Zoom all day long on, right. on school and they don't want to be bothered afterwards. But um, how else has the effects of the pandemic? I mean, we we were able to come together with you to help you mourn your mom or celebrate your mom's passing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's hard because we had been planning. My dad, um, well, he's about to turn 91, but he was turning oh. 90 at the end of March. And we had a big family party all ready, planned and in the works. And my brother- Last year. Yeah. And, you know, seeing that get canceled. Um, my husband became a citizen last year um, uh, from Wales to America. So he's a Welsh American, very proud of it. So he just celebrated his one year happy birthday, America, um, this month. So we knew we were going to be able to travel again and see family back in Wales. And of course that has stopped. Um, we unfortunately lost his brother um, during this time and then lost my mom and not being able to have family close by has a huge effect. Um, and I worry about, well, we feel, I don't want to say guilty, but like there's unfinished business that hasn't been able to be handled because you can zoom and you can Skype and you can message and see the people you love, but you can't give them a great big hug and just hold them and, and mourn together and celebrate people's life. Um, And then having my brother not be able to come down because of concerns with COVID um, just to be with my dad after all this is, it's hard. That's hard. And hard. Yeah. Oh, well, congratulations to your husband yeah. and happy birthday upcoming to your dad. Yeah. And I hope you'll come back to iDignity. I'm, I'm starting to look for ways to make that happen. Thanks Good. for opening the window. Yeah. To well, well we have we have lots of interesting volunteer jobs, and there are some face to face with the clients and the um, facility that's been created, Jackie's place, which used to be Compassion Corner. Yeah. All first church members uh, were in the forefront of helping to uh, get that all cleaned up and make it really safe. But there are a lot of things we can do in the office or that can be done over the telephone too. So this is not just to you. This is to everybody who's listening. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. It's a great organization. I believe so strongly in what we were able to do. It was um, one of the things that I was looking for when I retired. How do I get involved and have an impact in the community? And 
first church, I think Michael had done a speech and it opened my heart and I went, okay, I said I was looking for a volunteer group and that one definitely jumped out as one that um, could use my talents and my and and had a place in my heart for helping the disenfranchised be able to get their dignity back. In and so the stories, it, it has not abated. Mm-hmm. The need is just, we've just served uh, over 23,000 clients now since the beginning, so... Yeah, it was going to be a nice six-month project, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, since 2008, still going. <laughs> well, uh, I just want to thank you so much for this great conversation and for sharing a bit of your story with us. And I yeah. look forward to seeing you and hugging you again in person. And I know our listeners have been blessed by hearing it. For To those of you who are listening, I know you must have enjoyed hearing from Lynn Derrick. And we hope you will keep listening to more great stories from our friends at First Church Orlando. Thank you, Gail. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and that you will listen again in the future. If you enjoyed today's message, we hope you'll subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and share it with others on social media. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If this podcast is a valuable resource to you, we invite you to give to this ministry by making a financial contribution at firstchurchorlando.org forward slash give. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.